Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, here along with Zach Berman. We're from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And Zach, we now know who the quarterback's going to be. Doug Peterson announced it on Monday, although word had gotten out beforehand. And I think um, I think at that point we, we got the sense that maybe it was going to be very difficult for Carson to be back. Um, at least I got that impression. And so while it's not a huge surprise... It does change things dramatically for the Eagles in the season opener. Nick will be the starting quarterback. And right now, um, let's talk about the decision first. Yeah. Well, he's not cleared. So I don't know how much of a decision there was. Uh, it's something you've discussed that there can be a, a gray area. And I understand there can be a, a gray area component of it. As long as Doug gets up there, though, and says he's not cleared, right. the decision's not in the organization's hands. It's not in the coach's hands. It's in the doctor's hands. You can't put him out if you can't take a hit. Right, and I guess what the readers want to know, or listeners obviously want to know, is when do you think he'll be back? That's a great question. I've asked, I've wondered. Um, at this point, I don't know what the threshold is that they're trying to achieve. Can you reach it in 10 days when they play the Bucks? Do you wait until the end of the month? Do you wait until after the bye week? Do you wait, you know, do you wait until after that Thursday game in October? The one thing I will say is this, and I think I've said it before. I know I've written it. You don't want Nick Foles' performance to dictate it, one way or the other. So you don't want to be in a situation where Nick Foles plays really well and you say, well, let's just ride Foles out and let Carson recover, or Foles plays poorly and you say, put Carson in there. Carson, when, when Carson's able to play, you need to play him. Yeah, but does, does Nick's performance allow them, let's say Nick does they keep winning games, does that allow them to kind of maybe – Hold off on Carson a week, let's say. Well, that's why Nick's here, you know. So if that's the way you were thinking, then week one shouldn't have been the push, shouldn't have been the objective. And frankly, maybe it wasn't the objective from the organization. Maybe it was just the objective from Carson. Uh, but the reason Nick's here is as this valuable insurance policy. You know, I think what was happening internally was, and we know this, that Carson's approach to his rehab was extremely aggressive. He just by setting the yeah. game one. Deadline. It was aggressive. It was less than nine months. Everyone said that it would be difficult to be back before that, especially with the LCL. Mm-hmm. And even his doctor came out, spoke to John Clark of NBC, and and he actually said this to, after the surgery. I believe he said it to Chris Mortensen that you know it's a nine to twelve. I'm mean, sorry, it's a twelve to fifteen month recovery typically for the, for these surgeries, and that nine months would be would be very very quick. And then he said to John Clark, he's like, you know, the, you have to be cautious. You know, what's a few games versus 10 to 15 years or something like that? Yeah, but I don't know if it's that I'm simple because you can always get hurt. You, you know, if it's, if Carson waited, and clearly, and clearly they are waiting, but if Carson gets hurt in November. Um, Is it any different than? Yeah, it, he get, you know, it's, it's football. You're going to get hit. You're the quarterback. You're, you're going to get hit. Once that knee can can is stable enough to take pressure, then you put him out there. That's that's my opinion. I just want to tell the listeners though, real quick. Jeff wrote an outstanding piece, taking you through everything from the time Carson got hurt in Los Angeles to this week, really. Uh, so check that out for. Four thousand plus words, correct? Yeah, something. It's a long one. So yeah, take, take some time. Take it so, to the toilet. But it, it, it will really. Carson didn't actually come <laughs> back in time, but we had to run it because it's for the preview section. No, it's great. It, it shows kind of what we're talking about here. Carson's dogged personality to get back. 
Right. And, th- and that's kind of, again, what I was trying to allude to was that the, I think the Eagles, and that's why maybe Doug was a little upset with the media on Sunday about the report getting, you know, about, about Carson not being ready, getting out, and Nick being the starter, because, you know, they're fighting, I think, internally with, not fighting, but they're, they're battling with, with Carson's um, type A personality and the competitiveness. And Morton Carson, in his mind, has thought he's been ready for, for a while now. He said it, has said as much. And by the way, if I was a coach, a GM, an owner, you want that. That's what I want in my quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's not like they're they have a problem with with Carson. Uh, certainly not. Now Carson's not going to talk until it comes back, until they, he's cleared and they say he's going to start. And one, because they just don't want to put him in that situation. Two, you don't want him to say anything that could potentially rock rock the boat about how they approach the situation. Because I think Carson has not been afraid to, to say. I was frustrated and disappointed when they when they pulled me back after that third day. So of training why not camp. talk then? He wasn't he wasn't afraid to say that I don't think uh, you know possible contact or in practice. Uh, I'm not even thinking about it. But he did admit that the team did want him to play in a controlled environment. And again, him setting that week one deadline, as you and I were talking not too long ago, and sticking to it, put some pressure on the Eagles. Sure, I feel like you know because. Now the Eagles are now they've had to answer these questions. Why isn't he ready by week one? So, what do you think Carson's feeling right now? I think he's disappointed. He's frustrated. Like he wants to be out there. I think you know Carson's not a doctor. The same way we're not doctors, and he's the same said that way as well. The same way Doug's not a doctor. But to our eyes, when when we watch him, when I say we, I mean the reporters, the people at practice. He looks he looks like Carson Wentz. That's good. And so I can only imagine in Carson Wentz's eyes when he see when he's the one doing it and he watches the film and he's putting all this work. I can, and it's not just me. It's not just me imagining it. He's he said this. He feels great. Uh, so I think in his eyes, he feels like he can he can play. Um, so, but you hear that a lot from guys coming back from the sure. injury. You need the, you need doctors to protect them against themselves, right? And he has admitted admitted as much, but it's tough. I mean, he is ultra competitive. You know, he said at one point about watching practice and not being being able to be out there in the snap. He's like, "There's times where I just want to. Things aren't going well. Things I want to be out there to fix it." Yeah, and and I'll, I'll say this: ego has a negative connotation. I think it's a good thing in a lot of times, especially when you're the franchise quarterback. And I think the ego in him wants to be the the guy taking the first snap. Um, doesn't want to be in the in the background. This is his organization. He is the franchise quarterback. That's not something he takes lightly. Some guys don't care about that label. Yeah, he does, and he puts a lot of stock into what that represents. All right, well, let's we talked enough about Carson. Let's look at Nick Foles. He's going to be the starting quarterback mm-hmm. at least for the opener. Last time we saw him, Super Bowl MVP, he was awesome. He he pretty much outplayed Tom Brady who was pretty much awesome that game. Too. But he wasn't awesome against Atlanta. In, he, he was good, he not was, great. Yeah, the first half he struggled. And, you know, if it wasn't for a, a ball that bounced off. Yeah, it, was, it was Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal and should have been intercepted. Um, the who knows, half. maybe things would have went a little differently. Now, he was better in the second half, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was they schemed things up to help him. There was, you know, screens. Yeah. Uh, they got the running game going a little bit. But, but Nick has not played well uh, this preseason. He hasn't had Jason Peters at left tackle. He hasn't had a bunch of skill position players. But you know what? He's not going to have some of those skill mm-hmm. position players. He's going to have Peters, but he's not going to have some. Of, he's not going to have Alshon Jeffrey. He's not going to have Matt, Matt Collins. Collins. And Richard Rodgers is now out for the season. Although you know, Hollins and Rodgers aren't big losses. Jeffrey's the big one. But Hollins is a big loss without Jeffrey. 
because Hollins would you, step into that now, spot. Now, yeah, they signed Marcus Wheaton because I don't think yeah. they felt comfortable putting Shelton Gibson out there. I think Wheaton who's played enough. Oh, I don't game. think they were comfortable putting DeAndre Carter out there. I think I think Gibson's going to get time. Do you disagree? I think he's going to get time, but I think Wheaton probably get more snaps than, Interesting. Okay. than Gibson. All right, we'll discuss someone that. Who's, someone who's done it before. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, look, they have enough. They have they can yeah. go two tight end sets. Um, with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, they have the run game. They got to get the run game going with JJ. He's he's been practicing. He's going to play on Thursday. He's been a Falcons killer too, right? Um, so on the offensive offensive side of the ball, and Nick's talked about this a lot. He's a rhythm quarterback. Mm-hmm. What do they What do they got to do to get him ready? What yeah, do they so, got to do to help him? So they're going to scheme up, and and that's the key. I wouldn't be worried about what you've seen in the preseason. One, because he's Nick Foles. He's played well on the biggest stage. But two, they, they, they didn't put in RPOs for him in the preseason. Uh, they, they didn't have a sophisticated game plan that they will. I would compare what's happened this past week to what you saw in the bye week during the playoffs, that they've had to, that they'll tailor an offense for Nick Foles. What I will say, though, is what you just mentioned, the absence of Alshon Jeffrey is really going to hurt them. I think it takes away some of, of what you can do with Nelson Aguilar. And when you have two tight ends on the field, all of a sudden, the middle of the field gets very crowded, and that's where Nelson did a lot of damage. Right, and I don't think you put Nelson on the outside. I think he's much more dangerous inside, and I know that he's probably better than whatever else they got to put on that side, whether it's Wheaton, Gibson, or DeAndre Carter. But, so how do you handle that in two tight end sets? Because that's going to be really crowded. Right, yeah. right. Um, I, mean, I mean, I hope he's out there, but I'm yeah. just saying you're, you're now forced to, to have him out yeah. there. Yeah. And I think versus having him in a situation where – um, I mean, you can still have him out there in two tight end sets in the slot. You can, yeah, but but then you have a, right. Yeah, you, then you have to. I mean, you have to rely on Marcus Wheaton, Sheldon Gibson, or DeAndre Carter. And you have one side of the field that's that's very that's very heavy. You kind of right. take away the they other can, side. They of the can field. scheme things up. They have they have plays for that. Um, but it'll be interesting uh, to see what they do on the offensive side of the ball. Real quick, um, that defense is fast. Yes, it it's is physical. Um, who should the listeners look out for who's the guy that you think they're circling and they're saying, okay, we got to be concerned about him. Yeah. Deion Jones. I, I think that's the guy that you're really, you're when you play against the Falcons, that's a team that, that that's the guy that really worries you uh, really fast, really athletic, but across the board, I mean, their, their corners are good. I mean, true fonts, a real good player. So their ends are pretty good. Vic yeah. Beasley. Yeah. I mean, Vic Beasley, the, the speed he has around the edge, uh, they get pushed from the interior. Uh, you've written a lot about Dan Quinn's defense. I, I feel like we can recycle the stories we did back in January because it's a lot of the same personnel on both sides of the ball. Who do you think, if, if someone has a big game on the offensive side of the ball, who do you think it'll be? Jay Ajayi. Uh, yeah, I think I think you need to run the ball, and I think uh, he's had success against Dan Quinn's defenses. And I, I, I think when what you saw in the playoffs last year is Giving the ball to Ajayi in the first half opened things up for Nick in the second I half. I think if Zach Ertz has a good game, they win. Okay. That'll tell you. But he hasn't always had his best games against the Falcons. They seem to do a good job of scheming him up. But Nick trust, Nick can trust yeah. him. Ertz had a really good training camp. Didn't play much in the preseason. But when he's out there, obviously, he did Zach Ertz type things. I think the defense, though, is going to be a problem this, this week. Um, the Eagles defense. Well, let's jump on that side yeah. because, I mean, Jim Schwartz has had the Falcons' number these last two times they played against each other. Now, first time it was Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. at the controls of that offense. Now it's Steve Sarkeesian. Same scheme, though, a little different. What you know? What does the defense have to do to stop 
Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. They got tons of weapons. Yeah, but I, I think the big problem for the defense is going to be no Nigel, Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham. It's going to hurt your run defense a lot. Last year, Devontae Freeman had, I believe, seven yards and ten carries against the Eagles. So, so what's the lineup at linebacker? Yeah, so you'll see Kamugersher Hill as the weak side linebacker, then Nate Gary when they're in the base. Du- uh, Jim Schwartz said they're going to rotate guys By in committee. for Nigel's spot. Um, the thing is, and, and you wrote about this last year, they, they played a lot of base defense against the Falcons, mm-hmm. more so than they typically would. Because they, they have one of the few teams with a fullback. Exactly. So, so you're going to be in base more this week than you typically would. That means you're going to have Gruger Hill and Gary on the field. It's a, it's, it's a concern. Both of those guys are converted safeties. They need to be physical in the running game. But that's what, but that's why you have those types of guys because, okay, if you're in base and teams throw out of it, these guys should be able to cover as former safeties. Sure, but I'm worried about the, about the run defense. Yeah, but I think I think yeah. Well, that, certainly yeah. Without you're, you're concerned about that. My point is though, like a lot of times they they'll, they'll try and keep you in base because they can throw out of base. Yeah, but I just think the this this run defense Hicks Hicks is gonna be on the field. But I mean Kendricks was was good against the run last year, um, and you don't have him now. Uh, I, I just worry about Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman having good games. I, I know the Eagles had the top ranked rush defense last year, but I that you know I I watched some of that game. Um, earlier this this week, because I did a Nigel Bradham story, he was all over the place. He was so good that game, and they're going to miss him. Yeah, I mean, because of all the the attention on the quarterbacks, and maybe some of the guys are missing. We haven't really talked much about the guys that they've gotten this off season mm-hmm. and how they're going to factor in. And certainly on the defensive side of the ball, you got Michael Bennett, mm-hmm. right? You got Haloti Nada, yep, right. And then you and he was here last year, but you have a, I think a better Ronald Darby. So I agree with you there. So the team, the defense has the ability to be just as effective as it was last year against the Falcons. Yeah, and that joy that that Jail Mills Julio Jones matchup is something you're you're going to see on that side of the field. Um, of course, Jalen broke up the last pass. Exactly um, of the of the uh, NFC divisional game against the, the Falcons. I think I I like the Falcons a lot this year. I think their offense is going to be better. I think their red zone offense is going to be much better. That was a big issue for them a year ago. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a really tough game for the Eagles. I, I mean, you can probably sense by the way I'm talking. I'm, I'm not pretty, I'm not picking the Eagles to win this game. I just think the absences the Eagles have on both sides of the ball and the improve uh, the fact that the Falcons are good. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Real quick, we had, we didn't talk a lot about the uh, the roster cuts. The bottom of the mm-hmm. roster, um, you know, was was set on Saturday. Now they've done a couple. They've done some tinkering since then, which is uh, per usual for Howie Roseman. Would you make of? Okay, let's let's go through it. Would you make of Chance Warmack making the roster? They value offensive line depth. He's a starting caliber, or I shouldn't say starting caliber. He's an NFL quality offensive lineman. He'd be on a, on a, on a roster if he wasn't here. Um, I didn't think he'd make it because I didn't think they want to guarantee his salary. I thought that was a financial decision. From a football perspective, I can understand why you go deeper on the offensive line. Okay. Uh, wide receiver DeAndre Carter over Marcus Wheaton, although Marcus Wheaton ended up making it. Yeah, and a- and to be honest with you, I, I my guess is they had plans on this all along. I think if you had put Rodgers on the 53 – I'm sorry, if you put Rodgers on the IR before this, you wouldn't be able to take him off if they needed it at the end of the year. Short term. So, yeah, so I, I think uh, – I think maybe they had designs of this, or maybe it was just Matt Collins' injury. Who knows? But um, DeAndre Carter, nice player during the preseason. Don't think he's going to be anything special. We'll see him as a factor. He could yeah. be one of the guys to go once Nigel comes back, once the new mm-hmm. safety that they uh, they signed. Who I like. Yeah, DeAndre Hall, the safety. DeAndre Hall. I, I like a, 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 corner, a safety with, with a corner background. I specifically 
recall that Eagles-Bears game in 2016. He's someone who, who jumped out when the Eagles were preparing that week. Yeah, they had, to, they had to do something at the safety position. Real quick, let's just say on offense. Uh, tight end, they, they kept Joshua Perkins. They yeah, who, who you were ends. on pretty early during camp. Yeah, um, but with the concussion, I didn't think – none of us, uh, none yeah. of the beat guys picked him to be on the team because he had a concussion. He was in the protocol for over a week. No one really knew, knew if he'd be ready. I thought at some point he'd be back on the yeah. team, whether it was on the practice squad or the 53. I don't know if he'll be active on Sunday. I'd imagine oh, I, he will. I think he will. Yeah, I imagine he will. Especially for special teams. They, they need three tight ends, right. I think. But I don't think you'll see much of him. I don't think When you see three tight end sets, it'll be inside the red zone. It'll be with Isaac yeah. Simon, Simon Mahler. I don't think it's going to be for offense. Okay, so Josh Perkins make it's running back. Uh, Wendell Smallwood over Josh Adams. Surprised Not a huge surprise, but, but I was teams. a little surprised. Yeah, I, I think that was special teams. I had Smallwood making the team for special teams purposes. But I thought they'd keep five running backs. Right. Smallwood returned to the practice squad. He cleared waivers. I was a little surprised by that. But um, I think he has greater upside. I think there's some pen- potential there. Um, I think with him was he was battling some injuries, and mm-hmm. that's why maybe you didn't see him play so great in, in the finale. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be, but I think there's something there. Defensive side of the ball, uh, not a big surprise that Bruce Hector made it. We, we yeah. were all talking about him for weeks. Elijah Quas is gone. Uh, six sixth round pick from 2016. Yeah, so, so, yeah, he was our last pick. So yep, 2017. Yeah, 2017. Uh, Azizu uh, not here either. Defensive end Stephen Means didn't make it. A little bit of a surprise the way he's played uh, this preseason. The way he's played honestly the last three years that he's been here. Yeah, I, I I thought that he was really valued in the organization. I didn't think there was a necessity for six defensive ends. Yeah. Um, and Josh Sweat was a guy who's not going anywhere. Uh, but I thought they would keep him because of the talent. The reality is, though, I, be- I believe as of now, the time we're taping this on Tuesday, no one has signed him. That could show you that maybe he was thought of more highly in Philly than no, right. he was thought of more highly in Philly than he was around the league. Well, and also good to do with someone that want to guarantee his contract yeah, for the entire year true. as well. You know, the Eagles went the direction at defensive end that they thought they would go at running back. Mm-hmm. You know, with means, I mean, excuse me, with Josh Sweat, you're thinking about the future. And you can afford to do that a little bit more at defensive end than I think at running back. They need to do it at defensive end. They have three guys over the age of thirty in their in their top Absolutely. four. Although there's gonna be a lot of good defensive ends. Are we? Look, I'm looking ahead to the draft. But there's gonna oh, be yeah. a lot of good defensive DNs, ends. The tackles. It's the yeah. year for the defensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, linebacker uh, Joe Walker eventually did make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, made which, made which, it, but then they yeah. had a, they had a they had to cut him. Uh, they signed DJ Alexander. Yeah, who special teams guy? Yeah, good special teams guy. And Joe's look, not much I, I've never been. A, I've never been a. Joe Walker guy on this podcast. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is they don't have a lot of depth at middle linebacker or something were to happen to right. Jordan Hicks. Cornerback Devontae Bowsby, who was you know, a superstar <laughs> in spring, during yeah. the spring. We need something to write about in the spring. He right? tailed yeah. off a little bit. No, I mean, it was yeah. legit. He was yeah. playing well. Jim, Jim said it. I think yeah. the decision was tough. They did bring him back in the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they obviously like him, but I think they felt five cornerbacks was enough, especially when you have all five cornerbacks are, are good. Yeah. Now, I don't, that's the first time that I think they've been able to say that for a long time. I agree with you there. And I think they're all going to play on defense at some point this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. Vontae Max can have a role. Yeah, he is. Uh, safety, uh, we mentioned though, they did, uh, Trey Sullivan was was the fourth guy, but then they went and signed someone because really we don't know what's going to happen with Chris Maragos. Chris Maragos and Tim Jernigan, I should mention, will be out for at least the first six weeks because they're still on pup. So let me ask you this. Who uh, gets cut next next week when, now barring injury, they, put, they could put guys on IR – but they're going to need to put Nigel Bradham and and DeAndre Hall on right. the active roster. I, I think um, 
They'll take one of the receivers. So DeAndre Carter? Well, I guess it's going to depend upon Alshon Jeffrey if he's back or not. So I still think And they, Matt Collins. Yeah. If Matt Collins and, and uh, Alshon Jeffrey are still out, then it won't be one of the receivers. You don't think so? Mac, Mac seemed to think he was going to play Thursday. My yeah. guess is, he, is he's back next week and then – Doug uh, Peterson said there was a setback, a minor setback. And I bet you yeah. they keep Wheaton over Carter. Wheaton's contract's guaranteed now. Yeah, so, right. he, so they'll just yeah. keep him over Carter. Yeah, and then I guess one of the linebackers. It's gonna either be, you know. Why well, I, I would imagine Trey Sullivan gets cut. So because you have four safeties, that's yeah. enough, and you keep Hall, yeah. you, and you keep uh, six linebackers. Yeah, or would that be seven? No, that'd be six. Six, six linebackers. Okay, yeah, six yeah. linebackers. Okay, so, that's probably a good so Trey call. Sullivan because, yeah, I'm gonna big Trey Sullivan guy. Yeah. So and I think the fact that they got Hall is uh, is an example. Of that. Yeah, that yeah. pretty much kind of hmm, it's almost written in ink. That uh, Sullivan could be gone. All right, real quick, going to wrap it up because uh, locker room is about to open. Uh, you're picking the, the Falcons on Thursday. I am. Haven't settled on a score yet, but I am picking. Atlanta. I picked the Falcons as far back as uh, when the schedule came out. Although looking at it now, my real pick is to stick with them, just in light of everything that's going on. I don't think the team's going to be 100 percent ready. I do think they're going to improve as the season goes along. I'm a Carson Wentz guy, and Carson, I trust. I you know I picked them to, to win the Super Bowl. Who knows? I'm, I'm throwing the the coin up a coin up in the What's air. What's your final record for them? The final record is 11 and five. But I think, I, get, to... I think they'll get hot. Second half of the season, and then uh, possibly make a run in the playoffs. What do you? What do you you're eleven and five in the season. I have. How far a, are they going in the playoffs? I have eleven and five. I have them winning uh, the NFC East, and um, depending on if they get a first round bye, I think they win one playoff game. One playoff so game. So I think okay. either they win the the second week of the playoffs if they get a bye, so or possibly back to the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But I just think the divisions two two. Oh, I'm sorry, the conferences. Too stacked this year. I really like New Orleans. Really like Atlanta. Los Angeles got better. Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers back. Minnesota got better. Um, Chicago got better this past weekend. They're not a playoff team yet, maybe. But so your Super Bowl winner is the New Orleans Saints over the New England Patriots. There you go. I'm going with the Eagles over the Chargers. People have always said you're such a homer. <laughs> that's a joke. Obviously, people, people Jeff's always accused of the opposite. People yeah, are upset so, that yeah. I'm picking because I can't pick games. <laughs> no, that's a joke. All right, that's yeah. it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. We will talk to you Thursday night after the Eagles season opener.